BDR's Prime Resources Podcast is dedicated to providing you with the knowledge you need to help your business achieve prime results, with prime being the most flourishing stage or state. Let's do this. Welcome to the Prime Resources Podcast. I'm Matt MacArthur, BDR's Director of Training. Today, our topic is how to think like a CFO, utilizing financial and management reporting. Joining us today is Brittany Bainbridge, BDR Financial Coach. Brittany, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Matt. It's good to be here. Very glad to have you, Brittany. And uh, this is your first time on the podcast, which is awesome. So I'd love to have you uh, just share your role at BDR and how long you've been with the company. Yeah, absolutely. So um, at BDR, I am a financial coach. Um, I've been here for three years um, and I love my job. I think it's awesome. <laughs> As a financial coach, uh, it's my job to assist clients with developing and implementing good accounting practices uh, to support timely and accurate financial reporting. And, you know, in a nutshell, that's what I'm here to do is to help our clients put those systems and processes into place. They can get good reporting on a regular basis that they can use to make decisions within their business. All right. Well, I wasn't sure we had the right person, but I think we do. So this is great. (laughs) Perfect topic for you. Um, Let me ask you this uh, before we kind of get into our topic. Uh, Now, before joining BDR, am I right that you were uh, also on the other side as a client? Yeah. Um, Prior to coming on at BDR, I was a client. Um, I was came on as a controller for an HVAC company. Um, I ended up taking over all of their operations management, and I was with that company for about five years prior to coming on here at BDR as a financial coach. Nice. And then uh, recently, you had a big uh, professional achievement where you spoke at the Service Titan Pantheon event. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. It was fantastic. It was um, a really awesome event to speak at. Um, I One of the areas that I specialize in is software implementation. And... Um, So I was invited to speak at Pantheon um, about how to think like a CFO and creating a financial roadmap for success. It was a great, um, it was just awesome. We had a a really good time and I enjoyed it. Yeah, and I think there was only about 500 people in the audience. So it's just a nice little intimate (laughs) group. Uh, It was good. It was good. I I very much so enjoyed it. It We had got great feedback from our session. Yeah, no, absolutely. So we we absolutely have the right person uh, to talk about our topic today, how to think like a CFO, utilizing financial and management reporting. So uh, I think we can dive into it. My first question for you, Brittany, is, uh, you know, what does it mean to think like a CFO? What are we even talking about here? Yeah, well, you know, a, a CFO they're responsible for overseeing the financial operations of the business and optimizing the financial performance of the company. It's their responsibility to structure their accounting processes and procedures to support timely and accurate financial statements, as well as use that information 
to analyze the health of the company and make strategic business decisions. So in a nutshell, that's what their job is. So when we think about, you know, thinking like a CFO, that's our, that's our goal. But what I see a lot of times is that when I start working with a business, many don't feel confident in their financial reporting. And sometimes that's because it's not accurate. Um, sometimes it's because they're just not getting a financial report in a timely manner to be able to use it to make decisions. It's taken so long that we, we've moved past it. And sometimes it's really just because they don't understand what their financial reports or what they're reporting in general is trying to tell them, like, what do you do with the information? So what my goal is, is to give my clients the power and confidence in their reporting so they can leverage that to drive profit and growth within their business. When I talk about thinking like a CFO, I want you to be able to verify that the data that you're capturing is accurate. I want you to make sure that you've established procedures to ensure timely and accurate reporting. And I want to make sure that you understand how to define the key performance metrics that we're going to measure ourselves against. So what information are we trying to gather? How do we know what we have is accurate? And what do we do with it once we have it? Okay. So um, it's not just the owner that can think like a CFO or if uh, maybe they don't have a CFO in their company. I mean, sounds like this can apply to a lot of more positions really than just a quote unquote CFO. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that, you know, when we talk about thinking like a CFO, everyone, of course, yes, your owners need to think like a CFO or management team needs to think like a CFO. We don't necessarily have to keep a CFO on, on staff to have that mentality. But I think it goes beyond that. I truly believe that on some level, everyone in the business needs to understand their role and how the functions they perform impact our reporting, our financial reporting, our management reporting. Um, when, so for example, our dispatcher, when our dispatcher gets a call that comes in and they schedule a work order or a job, what they do right then and there starts the process of the information that we're collecting that ultimately ends up in our reporting. We're assigning a department. That means that that invoice is gonna to go to that department. That means that our labor is going to that department. So those metrics are starting to get collected right on that very first touch. And so it's not just a mentality from our top tier of our organizational structure. It's a mentality that needs to be understood and adopted, I think, by the entire organization. Yeah, I love that. And I think it always helps uh, people if they have a knowledge of what the end result of something is going to be. And, you know, just as you said, if, if it might be a dispatcher, if they know that, okay, this information and this data I'm collecting, I need to enter it and get it moving on the chain uh, in a timely manner, because that's going to have a big impact on the financial decisions our owner can ultimately make on based on the reporting of which my data is a part. That's a whole different story than saying, 
yeah, you have to do this because I said so. Absolutely. Um, I think it's exceptionally important that everyone understands the why. And I, you know, I think everyone operates a little better when you understand the why, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> because when you understand the why, you see the picture, you're part of it. Now you're a team working cohesively together towards an end result instead of just saying, well, I don't know why we do this, but, you know, I just do it. Yeah. So I think that's a good challenge for our owners, our managers, our controllers that are listening uh, to this episode to really bring the rest of your team along with you and, and give them a little bit of that uh, mindset of the CFO uh, along the way. So, Brittany, uh, let's, uh, let's dive a little deeper into our topic here. We were going to look at utilizing financial and management reporting. And I always like to kind of start by defining the terms that we're working with. So can you give us some examples of financial reporting just so we understand what, what we're getting at there? Yeah, absolutely. Financial reporting, uh, this includes the information we're or reporting that we're getting out of our accounting file. So our traditional financial reports would be our balance sheet, which tells us what we own and what we owe. Our profit and loss statement, it's going to tell us how much revenue have we generated in that period, what were our costs, what's our gross profit, our net income, um, which most people are familiar with their profit and loss. Um, some financial reporting for a cash flow statement. We might be utilizing a cash flow statement to understand our business um, as well. So these reports help us analyze our financial performance. They help us monitor the health of our company. Um, they also help us understand where to apply resources and how we can make those crucial business decisions. So our financial reporting is generally pulled out of our accounting file, um, and it tells us how our business is performing. Okay. So what do we need to generate um, you know, good financial reporting? What's needed? Oh man. <laughs> well, <laughs> and it may not be a short uh, list. <laughs> it's not. Um, good financial reporting. I think that it really starts with the data. And what I mean by that is um, data is it's all those pieces of information that are generated as we perform functions within our business. So going back to our dispatcher, you know, we scheduled a work order. Um, we assigned a business unit, a department, a class, whatever your system calls it. We've defined, well, where is this going? Um, that's going to trickle down into our labor, shows up for our costs for that job, shows up. So there's a lot of things that are tied there. So it's defining, okay, well, what pieces of information are we collecting? It's, it starts with data. We have to make sure that our data is accurate. And meaning that not only when we're performing the functions, that it's accurate, that we're picking the right options, and we're doing, we're selecting those, those options as we go along there, but it's beyond that. It's, okay, well, have we gone through and really looked at our systems? Are we collecting the data that we need um, that we're going to measure ourselves against, right? So, are we collecting the information we need for financial reporting? Are we collecting the data points that we need for our business planning? 
Um, one thing that comes up pretty regularly as we get to the point of business planning, which we're using our financial reporting and our management reporting to help our generate. And well, if I want to know the cost of how much it cost me for callbacks last year, well, I have to have been collecting that data. I have to, in some way, shape, or form, as we went through our day-to-day -day functions, been able to indicate that, well, which jobs were callbacks? Did we, were we able to separate the cost of our labor on those callbacks? Are we capturing that information? So with our data, we have to define what we're capturing. We need to be able to verify that the, the data that we're capturing is accurate. And then we need to make sure that the data we capture, it ends up in the right place. With our systems, or our, not only our accounting file, most of the time, you're going to have some sort of system that integrates with your accounting file. And a lot of times, how that integration is set up, it drives where the information ends up. So we need to make sure that our data, we're capturing the correct information that we need. We need to make sure that we are, it's accurate and that it's ending up in the right place and that we've gone through our systems to make sure that when I capture this data, it ends up into our accounting file where I expect it to be and that we have the information we need. So that's a huge part of making sure that we have accurate financial reporting. We also, on top of verifying our data, we also need to have a closing process because it's not just enough to say, well, I planned it out and our systems are set up, our workflows are set up to capture the information and it's getting processed and it ends up in our accounting files the way that it needs to be. But we need a closing process because if all we do is capture the data and we don't take time to verify that we're complete with our financial period, we don't take time to verify if it's accurate, all we're going to end up with is incomplete information that we can't use to measure ourselves against. So we need to have a, a closing process to verify that the data we captured and all of our functions have been performed and we're ready to state our financials for that period. Okay, well, I think there's a lot to unpack there from what you said. Uh, a couple things I wanted to go a little deeper on was um, when you talked about capturing the data, I really liked what you said about we kind of have to have the end in mind of of what we're going to want our reports to report on um, so that we capture the right data. It kind of made me think of uh, baseball. Uh, and and hang with me on this analogy here. We'll see if it, it works. And it's, it's going to age me a little bit. You know, when I was young, I, I collected baseball cards. And at that time, on the back of the baseball card, there was basically – a player's home runs, runs batted in, and their average. That was it. And now today, you know, you can know the player's uh, slugging percentage uh, when they're down by two runs in the eighth inning of games on the road. <laughs> uh, 
they've got so many more statistics and it's it's kind of an evolutionary process. So I, I think that's an important point maybe for folks that are listening and they're like, well, I'm, we're not even sure what we want to have right now and what data we need to collect to get there. Um, how do how do folks folks kind of figure that out? Is that something that's done over time, and does, how does that develop? Yeah, I, I I agree. I think that absolutely some of the information that we're going to want to capture it it does evolve over time. Um, you know, the example of when we have clients come on on our profit coaching program, from the financial coaching standpoint, there are absolutely we have a foundation that we want to set which is we want to make sure that we've gone through your account and things are ending up where we expect them to be. Um, and so there's certain things that we're going to handle right off the bat. And then there's certain things that we're going to approach and address as we work, as we go through the process, because depending on where things are at with your business, we may need to prioritize some functions over others. Uh, the information, it might be, really important that we need to implement interdepartmental billing right away because that's a huge pain point and we need to capture that to truly tell how your service department is performing. Um, but maybe we, you know, in other situations, we might really need to implement another function. So it absolutely does change and evolve as your business changes and as um, your team and your systems and your processes kind of evolve to meet those demands as well. We get better and then we can start to, to tweak that in a bit as well. Um, I truly believe that you can always get better at the data you're capturing and the accuracy of it and making sure that our system supports that capturing it and, and do, doing it in an accurate and a timely manner. Excellent, uh, thank you for that. Uh extra information there. Next thing I wanted to kind of dive deeper into was the closing process. And specifically, can you talk about what are some of the elements of a good closing process? Because you, you really highlighted the importance of that. But um, I'd love to give our listeners a little bit uh, deeper dive there. Yeah, absolutely. So a closing process, you know, especially when we're talking about our financial reporting, the goal of our financial reporting is to give us a financial statement that from a profit and loss aspect that we want to align our revenues with our expenses. I want to create a relationship there. So if I went out, Matt, to your house and I installed a brand new HVAC system, I would want the revenue I earned installing your system to show up in the same month that my expenses for that showed up. My labor, my equipment costs, my material costs, it's important that those show up in the same month because now I have a relationship. I can see that my equipment costs were a certain percentage of revenue. It starts to tell me a story and I can then, when I create that relationship, well now what I can do is I can use that information to make a decision of, okay, did we do well? Did we not do well? Do we need to evaluate how things are going here? So establishing that relationship is exceptionally important. Our closing process, the goal is to make sure that we get our revenues aligned with our costs and that the things that happened in that month are all properly accounted for. 
So month and close process, the very first thing you need, you need a checklist. And I actually mean a list that you check off. <laughs> because a lot of people think a checklist like, oh yeah, sure, like we know what we're doing, right? And we totally do it every month. But <laughs> what happens is if you don't actually go through the checklist, you forget. Oh yeah, I forgot to do that this month. Okay, well now your reports are off. So I, I want each one of everyone listening should have a actual checklist of exactly what needs to be done every month to make sure that our financial reporting is accurate. So specifically on our checklist, some things that I like to highlight um, that are exceptionally important are that we need to have a close of our accounts receivable. So in order for, because a lot of times people like to come in and say, all right, well, I don't have financial reporting and it's not on time. Well, that doesn't always mean that it's coming from because accounting is behind. Sometimes there's bottlenecks in other areas. And so our closing process also helps us identify this. With closing accounts receivable, it's our job to make sure that we've billed for everything. If I want to align all of my costs and my revenue, well, I have to make sure that I billed for everything I did last month. I need to make sure that all of my invoices have been generated. They've been properly put into the accounting file, which means that they show up as revenue in that month. I need to make sure that if I started any jobs in the last month, did we make sure that they got closed out and that they got billed? It's insane, <laughs> the volume of just stuff that people miss. Um, I have a particular client that we went through the process of reviewing and checking to see, okay, well, what do we have open that we haven't verified as billing? And there was hundreds of thousands of dollars that were not closed out or built. And some of that was just kind of sitting there in error, but there was a lot of revenue that had been left on the table because we just forgot to bill. And if we can't bill, we can't collect. If we can't collect, you're never gonna get cash in the business. So closing accounts receivable and making sure that all of our invoicing has been completed for the month, well, that's exceptionally important, not only for a cash flow standpoint, but also now we need to make, that's how we know, have we accounted for all of the revenue that we earned that month? So accomplishment was exceptionally important to close. Um, also part of our month-end close process, we need to verify that our revenue is properly accounted for. In accounting, there's a difference between our, the revenue that we've earned, that doesn't always mean that that's the money we took. I can take $10,000 from you today, but that doesn't mean I earned it. If I took $10,000 from you today, but I'm gonna do the work next month, well, I want that to show up next month when my payroll costs and my equipment costs and everything else shows up. So having a system to make sure that our revenue is properly accounted for, um, that that ties back our other systems um, because on top of recognizing our revenue we need to make sure that well hey if I'm doing a similar process for my maintenance let's be able to tie that back to the system that I use to maintain my my maintenance agreement if it says I owe somebody 
$200 worth of maintenance. That's what my accounting system should show as well. So part of our close process involves making sure that our billing is done, making sure that our revenue is properly accounted for. And then also we need to have checkpoints for there's just a ton of other things that happen at our month-end close process. Closing accounts payable, making sure that we've all of our bills from our vendors are in. Have we gone through and made sure that my statement from my vendor matches my accounting file? And I see that everything that I have, they have, and we're not missing anything. Because now I can verify that my revenues are aligned with my expenses, and I can use that information to make decisions off of. Yeah, well, there's clearly a lot that goes into the closing process. And I loved your point about having a checklist to capture all that. And I think sometimes people get hung up on checklists and you kind of touched on it uh, at the start was, I, I know how to do that. I, I don't need a checklist. Um, somebody uh, along the way in my career, they they kind of reset my mind on checklists because I, I sort of came from that school of things uh, at one point where I, I know how to do all this. I don't need to have something to tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. There's another way to look at it is that when you have a checklist, it's an opportunity to have these little mini celebrations. So all these things that you're getting done, yeah, you know how to do them, but there's this little joy in getting to check it off and know that it's done and it was done correctly. Um, and so that's what I've come to love about checklists is, yeah, give me a checklist. I'm going to check things off and uh, feel good that I'm getting all this stuff done. I love that. Like just a little dopamine hit throughout your day. I got <laughs> yeah, it done. <laughs> no, yeah, I completely so- agree. And I think it can be very much so. I see people look at checklists like, well, you know, almost, of course I know how to do that, but it's, it's a tool to be used, not only for celebration, but also to keep keep you on track. I forget where I get a hundred things going on throughout the day. It's so easy to get distracted and forget where you left off. Yeah, they're they're great tools, um, checklists. So, uh, but let's. Uh, I'm taking us down a side road there. Let's let's come back to the the main drag here and uh, come back to for some final thoughts on financial reporting before we move to management reporting. And so, um, you know, we talked about the uh, the importance of data, the closing process, making sure information gets to the right place, and and you you talked about the the end uh, product of these uh, this financial reporting, the balance sheet, the profit and loss, cash flow statements, things like that. What what's the final element of okay? We get these statements. What do we do with them? Yeah. Well, our financial reporting, it's exceptionally important in the manage of our business. It helps us understand the health of our business. Um, so specifically, are our departments, are they performing the way we expect them to? Um, do we, are we able to use our prime performance indicators to understand is, if, are each one of our departments performing to their potential? Have we gone through, and if we have a business plan for a department, we can use them to measure our performance against our business plan. Um, and that helps us, you know, identify areas for celebration 
but it also helps us understand, okay, well, where are we at? And figuring out, well, if we're not hitting our goals, why? We, we use it to not only measure our success, but also to make critical business decisions. Are we in a financial position that we could weather a major economic event like we've seen in the last two years? Or do we need to really think about how we insulate ourselves to get to that point where we could? If we want to grow, do we have the working capital in place to achieve what our goals are? So our financial reports, are they're exceptionally important and they give us a lot of insight of where we're at and where we can go and how we can get there. Nice. Uh, thank you for that. So um, management reporting, I feel, is a little less talked about maybe than financial reporting. And, and you might, you might, maybe you'll correct me on that. We'll see. Um, but let, let's transition to management reporting. And can you just kind of uh, lead us into that subject of what management reporting is and maybe some examples of, of the, that type of reporting? Yeah. So financial reporting, it's, it's critical. It helps us understand the health of the business. However, in accounting, we're historians. We're telling you what's already happened. Your financial reporting, it's a snapshot of how we performed in a prior period. Last month, last year, we're telling you what's already passed. We're always looking backwards from a financial reporting standpoint. And we only get financial reports once per month. And at best case, that's happening 10 days after the close of the month. So if I'm looking at April, I probably won't even see a really good idea of how we performed in April until May 10th. Whereas management reporting, it is different. Um, management reporting is, I like to the thing about management reporting is like taking your pulse. It's the pulse of what's happening in your business right now. It allows us to measure our progress to our goals in real time. If we're looking at this, it's what's happening right now and what can I do to adapt? It allows us to measure if we're on track to meet our goals. Um, I think one of the most important things is that people are very often surprised by their financial reports. And for me, I, I think that it's, it kind of blows my mind a little bit because if we were really using our management reporting throughout the month, you shouldn't be surprised when it comes out and says, hey, you had a really crazy awesome month or maybe you didn't do so well. We should already know that. Maybe not down to the penny, but you should already have a pretty good idea of how that month is going to turn out because you're taking your pulse every day. Yeah, I love that analogy of the, the pulse and removing the surprise factor. It makes me think of um, something we've implemented at BDR with uh, some of our sales team members um, where we were having some challenges, we'd get to the end of the year and the salesperson either felt like they did or didn't meet their um, their overall revenue objectives that they had for the company and for themselves. And we looked at, okay, well, how can we have that communication be better? And, and it kind of came down to management reporting. 
where we need to be looking at this on an ongoing basis. Every week we need to be looking at the sales numbers and the commission numbers and see how we're doing towards our goals. Since we've done that, it's it's been a you know a game changer, as they say, um, for the process because everyone's much more in tune and we're able to make those adjustments that you talked about along the way. And we don't have to wait till the end of the quarter or the end of the year to feel bad or good about how we did. Absolutely. Your management reporting, it, it should be giving you a day-by-day -day idea of how things are progressing towards our goal. We know we should have goals defined that we know we're going to set ourselves up for success. So, for example, I should know how much revenue it takes to break even. If I know how much revenue it takes to break even, well, I can break that down into a daily goal. If I hit this number every month or every day, I know I'm going to be on track to hit my break-even point for the month. And I can even know at what point throughout the month I hit it. So if I hit my break-even on the 12th day of the month, guess what? I'm going to have a good month. I'm not going to be surprised when my financials come out and say, hey, you made a boatload of money this month. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> so I, I think it's incredibly important. And it also, I like what you said, too. Of it also keeps our team members engaged. It's not fair to people to come back out once a quarter, once a year and say, hey, you didn't do so well. And I've been working really hard. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to give me a little bit more feedback than that. I want to know on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, am I hitting my goals? And if not, that helps me identify that people want to do well. They want to perform well. We need to give them the information they need to measure their own success. Yeah, and it makes me think, too, that there's another side of it that management reporting can give us is capturing our ultimate opportunity. You know, what Absolutely. happens if you hit break even in the second week of the month? Now you got two more weeks to really just blow it out of the water, whereas if you weren't watching that on a regular basis, you might not even be aware of that until the opportunity is long gone. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that you hit the nail on the head. It, it helps us not only see where we're at, but also, yes, open our eyes up. Hey, we hit break even halfway through the month. We have the opportunity to have our biggest month ever. We don't want to let off the gas now. We want to keep pushing forward. And it helps communicate that to us to understand where we're at, but also to communicate to our team. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, revenue to break even, that that being a, um, a management reporting piece we could look at. Are there some other examples you can share with us? Yeah. So it, there's all sorts of things. You know, your management reporting is really anything you need to understand what's happening in your business on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. So, so where you can measure your success. And so examples of that would be our progress to break even for each department. Um, technician performance, I think this is a really common one um, that, you know, everyone should be looking at. So at BDR, we have our proprietary 8 for 10 reporting um, that helps measure technicians' efficiency. Um, we want to build 10 hours for every eight hours work. That helps us understand are we billing for the work that we do? And well, are we missing opportunities? Where can we improve our efficiency? Uh, so that's a, a big 
report from a management perspective that we should be doing on a daily basis. Um, measuring our revenue goals for our department. Measuring for technicians or our whole team as, as a whole, our membership sold, accessories sold. That helps us give a good idea of, okay, well, are we going to hit our goals? We don't want to get to the end of the month and say, hey, guys, we lost memberships this month. No. <laughs> We should, again, we shouldn't be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> and your membership, the, and these don't show up on your financials. No, nowhere on your financial reports that say, hey, you have 1,200 memberships. We could probably back ourselves into that number from some of the reporting there. But this is an example of tracking that information, tracking our retention rate, tracking the membership sold. That's all going to give us good information that ultimately impacts our financials. Um, and another big example, I think, is, is our job costing. So our budgets versus actual. If we're completing our job costing throughout the month, well, we want to have a really good idea of are we hitting our budget for our job? If we're not, why? Because that it, it's really important, especially when it comes from you know tracking our efficiencies and our job costing, because we should be able to identify and address any corrections needed in real time. If I start to see that our job costing, well, my materials are creeping up. Well, is it that we just undershot it? Or, hey, are my costs going up and I need to address that right now? That helps me address it in real time and make the corrections as needed before I continue making the wrong turn. So I, for me, I don't know if you've ever been like in a downtown area where your GPS is like lagging a bit. Sure. And <laughs> so by the time you, you miss a turn, it's recalculating. And by the time it tells you where to turn next, you already missed the next one. Yeah, that's yeah. what I, th I think about. <laughs> that's what I think about with our financial reporting and our management reporting. If we wait for our financial report to tell us we missed the next turn, we probably missed a few more. <laughs> that hit me right there. Um, that, that's a great way to, to put that. And uh, yeah, we want to be able to act in real time. Um, yeah, that's awesome. So uh, let's try and uh, weave this together a little bit here, Brittany. You know, we've talked about financial reporting. Now you've uh, given us a little uh, insight on management reporting. Can you weave them both together and how they work hand in hand? Yeah, absolutely. So your financial reporting and your management reporting, I think that the important part is, is that we establish one, what are our goals? We need to have a plan. You mentioned it earlier. We, you have to begin with the end in mind. When you do that, well, now I know what I'm looking for. I've identified what my performance metrics are. I know what to measure myself against. So if I've defined performance metrics for my financial reporting. I've defined performance metrics for my management reporting. I can, in real time, keep an eye on, okay, well, am I performing as expected? And then when my financials come out, guess what? They should support that. I shouldn't be surprised because I've been measuring this as we go. So we should be able, they, they do, they work completely in tandem to help our financials support what our management reporting's been telling us the whole time. And if they don't, that does, that's a red flag that, hey, we have a system broken 
on one side or the other. But our management reporting should give us the information we need on a day-by-day basis that then is ultimately supported by what we see on our financial reports. So we need to have a process in place for understanding, well, does our team, so do our managers, and do each one of our employees understand what, what reporting should they be looking at? When should they be looking at it? And what do they do with it once they have it? So that's an important piece of bringing it together because we need to set those expectations with our team of we need to be looking at our technician performance. We need to be looking at the number of callbacks that are happening, why those are happening, because ultimately we're going to see that reflected in the cost of our callbacks from a financial standpoint when we produce the financial report at the end of the month. Yeah, so it sounds like there's some discussions that have to be had in in departments and with individual team members to develop those uh, points of management reporting and what they're going to be and then how we're going to use them as a team uh, in this process. Absolutely. And management reporting, I think one of the challenges with it is that financial reporting is very structured. Um, There's a pretty much (laughs) generally universal um, way of this is how we state your financials. We have a balance sheet. Each type of account ends up on your balance sheet or your profit and loss statement. These are the types of things that go into that account. And so it is, it should be pretty structured. Whereas your management reporting, there's a lot more flexibility in this, right? We can track and we can measure what we want and what we think is important. And often what happens with that is that the options, and because there's so many things we can track, we struggle with, well, what should we track? And it ends up one of two ways. Either we track everything and nobody ever really looks at it and doesn't really tell us much. Or we get really overwhelmed by it all and just say, I'm just going to come back to that later. And then we don't really ever do it. So I (laughs) like to take what, you know, I I consider a posted approach to our management reporting. If I have two to three post-its on my desk, they mean something to me. I'm going to take action. It's reminding me to do something. It's it's a trigger for something. Whereas if I have a hundred post-its, and I've seen it, (laughs) a hundred post-its on my desk, they don't mean anything. There's just a bunch of stuff. And what's going to happen is probably once every six months or so, I'm going to come through, take them all off, and then refill my desk up with them. And we don't want that. We want your management reporting. We want that to mean something. We need to keep it focused. If we keep it focused, we can always expand on it. I like to start with picking three things. So if every day I showed up to work and I had three pieces of information, that would help me understand and, you know, help me understand where I'm at to where my goals are for the month, what would that be? And that's different for every role. So what that information might be to my service manager may be very different than what it is to the owner or to our accounting team. So we need to understand, well, what am I looking for? 
And that can be, you know, our daily billing. What revenue has been generated by each department? It can be how many memberships were sold. There's all sorts of pieces of information we can get, but we need to define that first. And we really need to make sure that our reporting is focused. It should very clearly tell me something, and I should be able to make a decision on, am I performing to standard of where our budgets are set and where our goals are at? And if not, well, what do I do about it? Because if all I know is to look at it and say, nope, we didn't hit it, and then move on, there needs to be some action. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, we need to make sure that those are in place there. So for our management reporting, I, I think it's almost um, the possibilities become overwhelming sometimes. Yeah, so we, I, I love what you said that we've got to kind of hone it in and, and having three things that you look at is a great place to start. Uh, well, Brittany, I think you've uh, given us a lot to think about here on this uh, episode. Um, do you have any uh, final thoughts on what it means to think like a CFO? Yeah, I mean, I think what it, think, what it means to think like a CFO is to begin with the end in mind, right? Structure our system, structure our workflows to capture the data that we want. So to have a plan ahead of time, make sure that the data that we're capturing is accurate. We need a plan to make sure that our financial reporting is gonna happen in an accurate and timely manner. We have a closing process. We have a checklist that gets checked. <laughs> and that we actually do to make sure that our financial statements are accurate. We have our management reporting that's defined and our team understands not only what reports we're utilizing, but also well, what decisions am I trying to make off of this and what do I do with the information? So I think what it, what it means to think like a CFO is to bring all of that together and to really utilize the data that we capture to drive information that we can use for actionable decisions. That is an awesome summary of what we just talked about. Um, incredible job, Brittany. Thank you so much for uh, being on the podcast today. Thanks, Matt. Yep, uh, my pleasure. And I look forward to uh, future episodes uh, with you, Brittany. And thanks to everyone for listening. Mm -hmm.